0: All right. Uh, welcome to the Uppsala Podcast. Um, three Gothar that got bored and thought the world should listen to us. So today we're going to be discussing what we use to either self-identify or support ourselves in our beliefs, our callings, whatever else. Whether it's uh, Nordic tattoos, uh, Nordic jewelry, um, a little bit more closer to the line of, like, spiritual trinkets, tokens, things like that. Even from music we listen to, the shows we down to how we dress, look, feel, everything with it. So that's what we're kind of discussing, is, like, how we represent ourselves, and how you know, society sees that representation, essentially. So, I am White Wolf. brought, I don't know, I'm in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, we had Rain Raven and Sigrid Ufara as well. Um, kind of all walks of life between the three of us to a certain degree. So it's kind of a good little little jumping off point to seeing what the different styles are for all three of us because i feel like we actually all do have very different styles despite us being all gothar of the same faith and community so very cool
1: yeah um go ahead that was all it was we're oh, all yeah. different but very similar <laughs> all at the same time
0: that yep. nailed it i'm so proud of you right now i'm so what proud i do that's because i haven't been drinking much and i decided not to smoke before the call so you're welcome mm.
1: thank you for not being intoxicated to the fullest extent during work
0: (laughs) the least amount of effort (laughs) (laughs) anyways uh, we're doing the bare minimum and showing up
1: (laughs) i have zero energy i'm gonna be honest it's been a tough day at work
2: it's been interesting this week yeah My day has been
0: very chaotic, but like productive. Like it's one of the days that I really enjoy because it's all operations based. And I love just nail it on the head. So it kind of like builds my hype up and then I got nothing to do. So here we are. (laughs) Yeah, I had
1: to actually search things today and I was very disappointed by it.
2: Search what?
1: Cargo. Oh,
2: oh, oh, your job.
1: Yeah, you my. That's us. My horrible job that I hate.
3: Dude, you were so excited for that job too.
1: Yeah. So that's where me and my wife, we both agree. And I live by Odin at that point. It's, I'm never satisfied with what I'm doing. I'm just Ah. excited for the next opportunity. Ah, so it's, it's my
2: It's
1: Yeah. I mean, it's like my handicap is I'm always bored. So I always look forward to the next thing, working on the next task. And then once I get that done, then I'm like, all right, what's next? I'm never never satisfied with being stagnant.
0: Honestly, that's how I am. That's why today and like days like this for me, like, I didn't just do one thing. I'm helping write policies and procedures for multi-million, or I guess it's a multi-billion dollar company now in multiple states. And it's not even like in my job description. Like they just like queued me up for the last like week or so. And so outside of my normal job description, I'm doing tons of cool stuff, tons of shit. that like keeps me moving and like keeps moving up, which makes me like excited. Yeah. But if, if it's a regular operations day, I'm like, hey, what if kill me? What if that? <laughs> <laughs> like... I have a I have a, a partner of mine that uh, came up to me and I was doing my job and he goes, So what are you like a pagan? And I just like, Well, I don't I don't know what you want from me right now, man. I'm at work. And I was like, <laughs> Yeah, very much so. And he's like, Yeah, uh, I've been looking into that. Do you have any recommendations for books? I'm like, Don't talk to me today. <laughs> like, I will like, oh, come back with a list tomorrow. But <laughs> like, no more conversation what we had today. <laughs> I was just like, bro, oh, you're in so deep already. Like, <laughs> it was cool. Enough. So he's so a screw. So you, you know understand. my
1: government name. Well, now you're gonna know my pagan name.
0: <laughs> That's legit. Kind of what it went to. I'm like, listen, when you're ready, you'll be ready.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, For a whole
0: new world. <laughs> it, it blew his mind. It was good stuff. but okay. So it's fascinating. I'm seeing a lot of... Uh, and you really like Boy Scout cut, you know, that kind of build. And yeah. mm. I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, here we go. Like, so I'm seeing a lot more pop up. That's kind of cool.
1: I mean, that's always a positive.
2: Oh, goodness. Yeah, so that kind of stuff still happens to me to this day, being military and having the beard.
3: People just walk up and be like, so... Are you Muslim or Pagan? like, shut the mm. I
0: feel
1: like I'm Amish. I, like,
3: <laughs> I, I mean, showed up here to work on computers now.
1: I see the, <laughs> like, I see the, and I'm not being stereotypical, but I am all at the same time. Your skin color kind of gives oh. the Muslim
0: vibes. He looks less dark in person. <laughs> Are you talking about me? Yes, you. Do you think he's talking about me? I'm reflecting light. I'm albino. <laughs> like, like, bro.
3: <laughs> wow, that's where that went. No, I'm white.
1: Nah. It might be the, the room
0: not very well lit. He looks like us.
1: I mean, yeah. It's it's been I, a little uh, bit. It's been a little bit. You're also like you're you're not albino. He's not as good looking as us, but he's roughly the same skin tone. <sighs>
0: All
2: down garden
0: gnome.
1: maybe it is the camera and it has been a little bit since i've seen you this
3: is like the walmart brand webcam that i'm still working with right now so i'm not surprised
1: the
0: camera adds three shades it's fine
1: (laughs) i mean (laughs) i have an actual studio camera and then i have a ring light so you can see that i'm white I mean, yeah, we
0: did it. You're rich, okay? I'm not rich.
1: I just have yeah. a hobby that I spend money on. It um, takes zero modification to see that I am this white.
3: My hobby <laughs> is like 3D printers and shit like that. So <laughs> my technology is in a different place.
0: Yeah. I just bought some weed and some Studio Ghibli art.
1: That's so. I was thinking. I'm thinking for midsummer. I have to see if i can borrow my brother's mic so we can all have like a mic in front of us instead of it being um like having one in the middle because how i have it set up it's very you gotta have the mic in your face you got a mouth I mean,
0: it's probably best to have one so we don't all just keep not shutting the fuck up and having like this share stick okay now you talk <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't know. No, so when we talk about like what uh, symbols represent paganism, there's big ones like Mjolnir or the necklace with the hammer on it, which I'm not even wearing mine right now. Um, <laughs> neither is my wolf. So
3: there's that symbol, which is one of the key indicators. Um, but that's it's one of those symbols that people have picked up more recently as like a fashion statement as well. Yeah. They're like, Oh yeah, I I do Marvel and you'll have like the Marvel Thor's hammer on it, which is cool. I get sweet. I'm good with it. I don't care. Um, but there's other little things like when people have runic charms as necklaces, those are always interesting to me. Seen that one before and we'll get into that. Don't don't get me wrong, we're going to get into the runes and our cautionary tales, I'm sure, of what happens when you flippantly use runes in a fashion statement or get them tattooed or stuff like that. Which, in all reality, do what you're going to do, we can't control anybody, but yeah, we'll get into that too. But the biggest one that everybody sees is that Thor's hammer necklace. Which is awesome. I'm glad it's becoming more common. I'm glad people are noticing it. I've been approached in like grocery stores and out on the street over the pendant that I wear. Because it's not necessarily one of the flashy ones, it's actually a wrought iron pendant that was locally forged by a guy up here in Utah. Um, And he's great. I love him to death. He's freaking awesome.
0: Um, Are you talking about Ragnar's Forge? Are you talking
3: about Ragnar's Forge up in Eden? Yeah, that yeah. place is great, and he's super cool, super chill guy. Got to talk to him for a minute, and he just forges hammers at random sometimes. He was like, yeah, I got these piss- pieces of wrought iron, and I was like, you know what I'm going to do with these? I'm going to hammer it out in the Norse Hammer, and I was like, sweet.
1: Red Raven, you, we will be going there. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, that's oh, yeah. that's my plan is, because uh, I got this one back on Amazon when I first started, like five years ago. Yep. and i want to retire it to my altar slash when i uh do uh halloween for sacred spaces use that as my okay. hammer
2: okay and
1: nice. then just have like the the crafted one be my everyday one
0: yeah uh, ragnar's forge amazing guy one of the last true uh blacksmiths in the state in most of the country he runs the oldest forge in one of the oldest forges, forges west of the Mississippi, and for sure the oldest one in Utah. They were going to destroy it way back in the day, and they made it into a uh, historic monument or a historical site or whatever else. And he took it upon himself to do that. Like, he he has a a Thor style meal near mind you, but he has weighed that sucker down. Like he's like, yeah, lift it. I freaking dare you to try. So I do every time. About throw my back out, but. Um, really good guy Uh, it's a really good shop Um, I want to say his name is Jesse but I can double check that but I don't know but you can walk in there he has stuff already forged obviously like little things whatever his bookends he does big stuff like furniture things like that he does big shit Um, but if you go in there with like anything metal he'll I mean you don't have to bring anything he'll just have something and you can watch him smell forge and do it right on the spot it's super cool and it makes it much more of an experience with your own mueller that you got from scratch essentially or whatever else so the materials have always been really good those are the ones i usually like give away but only to like certain types. but they're awesome we'll go there for sure
1: this podcast is now sponsored by ragnar forge <laughs>
0: listen if i could i would he he does like comic cons anime con all that stuff and he eats it up he goes like the san
1: diego stuff because he's like
0: Oh yeah, people are gonna buy the crap out of this, Mjolnir. Oh yeah, so,
1: I mean, especially I mean, Comic Con.
3: I'll blast him right here, right now. If you're ever a and you're a heathen, go check out Ragnar's Forge in Eden, Utah. It's up by Ogden and just out on the other side of Ogden Canyon from Ogden City. Place is great, man. It's and I mentioned The beautiful drive out there, in and of itself, is worth the drive.
1: Make so, sure you yeah. mention the new Upsala Pod. Uh, or use code new upsala at uh, checkout.
0: I will make that <laughs> work. Oh, I can make it work. And we will talk to him in midsummer. It will work. I can tell you right now. He he's ready for my, my midsummer purchases every year. He's like I walk, he's like, all right, so like 50 millionaires I'm like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> but again, to of our point, the millionaire whether it be a usually as a necklace is one of the very, very many more common expressions of self in heathery. I do carry a Mueller on me at all times. It happens to be a ring. Um, it's why I've kind of not, and you know, it's nothing spectacular, definitely online purchase. Uh, actually, I think I got this in one of the storefronts, but it's very easily found online too. Um, I try to buy as much, much local as I can, as you know, Ooh, buy local. But mm-hmm. really, like I try to, because a lot of some businesses around uh, my area, the pagan community businesses, are actually going out of business because of their landlords. I mean, they're being forced to do like Etsy or an online page, which they despise, which I appreciate. So I do try and find like if I go anywhere, I try and find local first, just to dig into it and find. So a lot of my stuff comes from very local shops, whether it's here or overseas or whatever else. But meal is definitely the. Calling card per se of the heathen. I mean, the U.S. government approved that on a headstone, where if you're a heathen, it's the sign of a mealner, and not, I love the fuck Thor's mealner, which is good.
2: I think that's still an option. Genuinely, what? I'm pretty sure it is. Um, for the
1: the headstone.
2: Yeah, yeah. On it's... the headstone, I it's... think the.
3: I bet it was just like the like this
1: one. Yeah, it is like but that one.
3: too. I thought there was another option still, but maybe not. Maybe that one went away.
1: No, I, I've never seen like a a Marvel Thor hammer uh, sigil or a uh, design. Wow, um, it's like government. Years. Yeah, it was uh, authorized. I want to say back in like oh five or something like that, maybe oh five to oh ten or ten. I was thinking
2: like seven, but yeah, that's good.
1: Yeah, I want to say it was by the VA. Another one that I see commonly is a Gungnir necklace or an oath ring.
3: Yeah, um, the oath ring is a huge one that
2: can indicator.
0: And uh, and they're commonly referred to as torques. Other so times, it's like the bracelet that's you know three quarters around your wrist. You can use an open end or whatever else. Sometimes it goes wrist, sometimes the people use an arm, whatever else. Um, I usually differentiate that because sometimes Oath rings are a little bit different than Torx. Same concept, the not full ring. Well, Oath rings are full. So Torx usually are not, and they have that disconnect. So, But yeah, it's a very common one. Um, And those are kind of cool because you see a lot more customizable stuff. Same thing with Mjolnir's, as fashion and pop culture has gone into it, Honestly, it hasn't been bad for us because we now get more creative, cool things. Yeah, I have some with raven heads, uh, dragon heads, wolf heads, all these little torques. They're really cool. Yeah. Most of the ones I get are very, very inexpensive, like pewter. And they, so after a while they snap, but you know, it's the name of the game with pewter.
1: Mm-hmm. No, my first one that I had ended up retiring to my altar because it nearly snapped and it was... Uh what I had it for two years and then it started like cutting on my skin and everything and then ended up uh getting my oath ring tattooed on.
2: Nice. Yeah, most of my I my first
0: one ever, uh I ended up splitting in half and making oath rings, like full oath rings for a few Gothar and using the two ends of it of Hugan and Munin onto both rings. So it was, like, with the ravens mm-hmm. wrapped around it. And I had made the oath rings through, like, wires and myself and um, pieces from saddles and stuff like that. But that was really cool. Was, so sometimes, you know, when, when one retires, it's, it's not by any means fully done. It's just becoming something different at the time. So it's kind of cool.
3: Yeah. Um, I actually got the first oath ring that I've ever had when I took my Gothi oath, which was fun. Um, White Wolf handed me that
2: one when I took that oath, which was super cool. Um, still wear it, still use it taking oaths of other people on it during different
3: ceremonies, especially wedding rituals I actually used my oath ring as part of a wedding ceremony not too long ago Um, so that's another symbol that is there I mean we can get into tattoos I'm pretty sure we all have Norse pagan tattoos somewhere on our body at this point Um, that's another indicator for it and a lot of the time it's viking style arm or knotwork or celtic knotwork that tells a story is oftentimes the way it does it um, which is another solid indicator but there's so many different styles now it could be a tattoo realism raven that somebody goes oh yeah this represents this and it's tattoos everybody's got crazy fucking tattoos um so, it's it's an indicator in some ways, but the biggest one that I've seen is Thor's hammer on, like, the back of somebody's hand. That was a solid, like, okay, which is just a combination of two different ones. Um, I've seen, there's an employee at a local Home Depot that I live next to that has, like, runic writing all over his orange apron in Home Depot. And I was mm-hmm. like, holy shit, dude. and I, like, walked up to him, and I was like... So what's all that mean? And he was like, "Shut up." and I was like, "Oh, why?" And he goes, "Cause you're wearing a hammer. Don't be fucking stupid." And he came at me. I was like, "My bad, bro." I was just seeing if you do your shit. And he was like, Would I've written this, like he had an attitude. It was fine. He was a good dude." We you to...
0: So like you he... tried to out him, and he put you on blast. Like, fuck you. <laughs> like, oh, you. Know what it means? And I was like, oh, "Okay, calm down, fun.
1: Yeah, there's this guy at work that on his lunch pail, he wrote his name in Runic, Elder Futhark, and there was one day he was like, So I see you have a hammer, and then I see your tattoos. Are you Norse Pagan? And I'm like, yes. What threw it away? My beard, my hairstyle, my tattoos, or my patches on my backpack? (laughs)
3: Which one of the seven things that I have on me
1: at all times threw this for you? Which one? Yeah, honestly.
0: It's always fun to I do it a lot. I, I identify people's tattoos. Like I see a guy with the, the Vegas theater, right? Uh the... the compass. Yeah. Yeah. So no. a lot of people obviously this starts a debate of like the compass wasn't used then, it's not a traditional one, like whatever. Um, but he was wearing that as well as like the helm of awe, like on two different cats, right? He just walk around, and I'm like, I see you're wearing Vegas Exeter and the helm of awe, and he's like, No one knows what the fuck this is called. You clearly do this. I'm like, oh, I did that, <laughs> and so it was it was good though. So there's a lot of debate on a lot of this stuff, and like uh, the origins of all of it. I mean, you can't even trace it. You can, but you can't. Like, calm down. And if it's something that helps someone guide someone in the right direction, who are you to say it's not authentic? Same thing with anything else that happens nowadays. Languages, whatever else. I mean, you can say, you know, the Elder Futhark is the true Futhark, and then they're like, no, well, the Germanic uh, New, uh, New Age Futhark is. You're like, well, ultimately, someone one day fucking said this way is the way of this, so it's not up to you to dictate what is. Something that binds them to their faith, their calling, or their path. So
1: come on, man! It's always Angel, Angel Saxon, f- Futhark. That the I mean, yeah, but Angel Anglo? Saxon, Angel, not Anglo or however he's. It. It's Angel Saxon. This new age. It came literally up yesterday. Get onto the news.
2: Well, um, I will. F- Never mind. Anyways, <laughs> what I was gonna say. Is when it comes to like the
3: Vegmas here, which I actually have tattooed on my chest, so I don't give a crap about what people say, whether it was used or not used, and blah blah blah. Who the fuck cares? Because the point of it is, and I harp on this all the time in our school, when I'm teaching people, when I go through things, magic is magic no matter where it comes from. I don't care if it existed 3,000 years before the runes were discovered or first written down or whatever i don't care if it's three thousand years after that if somebody finds a way to produce results in an energy manipulation or magic
2: sense it's magic it works they've proven it it had a purpose it was used for that purpose get out i don't care because if we're going to go down that route And I'm going to get some hate for this, 100%. But Norse pagans should not use white sage, if that's the case.
1: If anything, it should be mugwort.
2: Yep. I
0: love white sage.
2: I do, too. (laughs) I use it all the time. But if you're going to take
3: this whole, like, this symbol existed, that didn't exist back then, get the fuck out, then stop saging your house.
1: No, honestly. I mean, I have...
3: no concept of sage being used they would use mugwort they would use other herbs and stuff like that but they would
2: never have used white sage i want to say party.
1: yeah i want to say white sage is only commonly grown in the us
3: now when leif erikson and his adventuring party and viking and all that stuff and they came over here to north america sure they may have encountered a native american tribe that used it and 100% they could have been like, Oh, we use this. And they went, Oh, we use this. And and then it crossed lines. Sure. But if you're going to take magic in the same sense, it, they never would have used it. So quit staging your house and go buy a fuck ton of mugwort and use that.
1: Yeah. If you want to be right. like authentic and, you know, go where the ancestors right. first started in mugwort would be it. But, you know, by Sigvair Zoo point of, you know, uh, when Leif Erickson first came over, the first person that ever came to the United States from a European country. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to say they landed up at, by like Minnesota, Newfoundland,
0: yeah,
3: it was actually Canada, modern day Canada is where they first
1: landed, and then they migrated down into Michigan and Minnesota. Yeah. And those- um, but, anyways, like. You Know they met tribes and you know they could have exchanged goods and all that. And I mean, there's the whole thing of crossbreeding, and you know, all pagan, all Norse pagans weren't only white Europeans, you know, some were Native Americans, Middle Easterners. Oh my gosh, I up. like broke the third wall and I pissed so many people off.
2: Yep. Oh
1: it's Odin, <laughs> the yep. All Father, not the Son Father. <laughs>
3: oldest heathen in the world right now by saying they weren't all
0: white. Well,
1: Just so you- well, you know, I'm an sworn Gothi to defend everyone. So come at me, bro.
0: No, I, I agree. Like, if we're, I, I don't like when people debate origins. To, I mean, not necessarily timelines, or whatever else. Like, a good ninety percent of the heathen population still think apples grew overseas. So fucking whatever. Like, what are you gonna do? So outside of that we try and look at other you know because this apple is using our lore a lot um but frankly we're talking about different subjects so let's say if we can identify like three different things we use ourselves to not necessarily identify It's that like we're trying to out ourselves as these things but something that we have where do or have the trait of or listen to that makes us feel a little bit more a little bit more i guess connected to our culture our people our gods goddesses all that stuff so what about you if you can name three and we'll just do three for now if there's a lot more i was like
1: trying to boil down to three
0: and i'm saying three like every day is like surefire things that you're like this like it's a it's a like knee-jerk reaction or a
2: habit to do so uh. Dude, this is not a fair question to ask a Goatheak. We wear and use
3: all sorts of shit to indicate things from random different places. Um, I would say the hammer is number one. Sorry if I stole everybody else's answer. That is the number one way that you can recognize it. Um,
2: Certain tattoos, um, like I have Gungnir tattooed on my forearm, um... And I would have to say, White Wolf is a perfect example of what I mean, but rings. I wear a
3: fuck ton of rings normally when I leave the house. Like, I, yeah. So, a jewelry is one. Um, jewelry is a big one and tattoos. So,
2: Thor's hammer, my rings and armoring and all that stuff, and certain tattoos.
1: So, I'm assuming you don't want us to just say the same things, like try to go different things because Sigvaduvar literally stole like the best ones. Oh, no.
0: Yeah, I really don't mind if it's a common expression, that's a common expression, it's what the norm is, honestly. So it doesn't bother me. So uh, we can say the same things, why not?
1: Mine. Obviously, it would be my tattoos, because I have one on my wrist that's I always wear either a short sleeve or I have my sleeves rolled up, um, so my wrist tattoo is always visible, and um, I have uh, the Beard Struggle like, wristbands on that I got when buying my uh, beard care. Another one that helps me with my... You know, it helps my practice, which is not necessarily needed for everyone's practice, but it's my beard. You know, it builds my practice. It's it's not something I desperately need. Like, I could go off and shave if I wanted to, but I don't want to because it builds my practice and I feel more like a man. And it, that's my spiritual sense. Um, The next one would be... Honestly, it would have to be my hair, like my long hair, because people are like, because uh, I grow up my top and then I sh- cut down on my sides. You know, people say it that nowadays the Viking haircut for me, it's the warrior's braid. That's how I see it as even though I'm not a warrior anymore. It's um, just my version of self-expression.
0: Nice. And it, a lot of times that was called like the, I want to say it's the wolf tail or something like that too. Uh, I did that for a long time where I just had like a, a, a short, like hawk essentially, and then shaved sides all the way down. Things like yeah. that. So that's cool. Nice. Um, yeah. Uh, mine are similar. I'll try and hit obviously the same nuances, but my three is obviously my rings. Um, it's i mean i can have like 30 with just the rings but they're not all they're all north bay right they're not all that theme i have odin i have one of my favorite rings is my only one that fits on my pinky but it's a face of odin with one eye missing it has human meat on the sides and getting a fecky on it and there's no way it's turned turn out clear but it actually is like to the point where if you examine it it's enough detail you can tell uh, pure silver love it um my rings are a big part of me. I have tons and tons of them outside of these. I can only just wear so many because I only have so many fingers. Um, and I actually don't know my ring size on any of my fingers. Like, I go into a building, and I just go, uh, it's that one. Cool. And I move on with my life. Um, I've got, like, three that I could probably give to Rain Raven because they don't even fit my damn thought. But I love them. But I'm like, oh, that's never going to happen. <laughs> like, um, I do have tattoos. Uh, my first, I guess, heathen, pagan, whatever tattoo was, like, what I, what I would refer to as like the, the horns of Odin or the drinking horns of Odin or whatever else, um, it's three horns kind of intersected. Uh, a lot of that comes down to um, the three triangles or whatever else of it, which is a, a very common depiction towards Odin. Um, I have um, Sigurd the Dragon Slayer slaying Fafnir. Um, I got other tattoos. I lost a bet and got runic tattoos down my spine from another Gothi whatever it is what it is i'm not a big advocate for rudic tattoos but i you know when you lose a bet you lose a bet um outside of that uh my hair is becoming more and more that am i just because i'm losing it so i'm freaking out about it or it's the fact that i actually enjoy that but again i used to have short hair on the sides long hair in the center same kind of concept uh, my beard, I don't know if that's necessarily something that has to do with my practices. It doesn't hurt, um, but it's not necessarily a focal point. I've just been told if I shave it, that I'll be single forever. So I just can't <laughs> do that. Um, <laughs> other than, yeah, other than that, honestly, um, in public, there's not a whole lot that I kind of have on, some of my, on all, most of my hats. Mm-hmm. Most of my hats, I have pins, and some of them have melees on them. Some of them have things from the pagan culture, things like that. Obviously, I listen to tons of music. I listen to everything though, from like opera, Eminem to Heilong, and you know whatever I want to listen to at the same time. Um, but inside my house, I have my altar, which is increasingly my pride and joy because I have a lot of dead shit on it, and I love it. Um, what are you? T- you're I, just
1: talking about your house, right? Yeah, just what your house your your yes. house
0: yeah so i used to actually back about two three years ago my beard is a little bit longer than it is now and i put uh, i would weave bones into them that was super fun i would usually do that on occasion um i don't dress as like nordic as i can when i do rituals, things like that i have like a wolf tooth full teeth necklace um, I wear a lot of more identifying markers, including my meal. There, um, I don't wear my meal very often. I have it on my hand. I don't feel I need to have multiple representations of certain things. Um, but mine would probably be my rings slash my jewelry, um, my tattoos. Yeah, I don't even know. On the third, there's a lot of it. But
1: yeah, I mean, we kind of like all hit something that was you know yeah. music, you know the you know another example is our hobbies meaning like you know we're if not most pagans in general you know love history to an extent where they try to know more about their culture because it's so quote-unquote taboo it's mm-hmm. not well known so when people are just making conversation they're like oh yeah did you know this happened in europe at you know 960 bc or something like that and yeah like history is another good one um i
0: actually so i thought like a lot of my my verbiage and my spoken language is a lot of times and i it's not like constant It's just nuances a little plugs i do uh if i get really upset or surprised i literally will be like odin's beard that's fucking crazy and everyone's like did you just what or like i'll say gods of course instead of god which yeah. took a lot of training to do just in the pneumatic kind of like knee jerk of like ah oh, oh, god damn it i'd be like god damn when it. it's like well that's way more intense like <laughs> so the verbiage i use i try i really do try and like get away from it because you know i, I don't want to be like Saying you know, oh Jesus Christ, blah 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 blah. Even though it's like a knee-jerk reaction to a situation, it has nothing to do with a faith, a religion, whatever else. It's just like the common tongue norm to say. I try and incorporate a little bit more into it, and I'm getting increasingly better at it. But it's something I've been trying to do. Is just not an everyday thing, but like surprised verbiage, things like that. So oh, it yeah. kind of helps me keep track of like, don't say you no. Know, oh my God, say it with an S.
1: Yeah. No, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm, you know, I'm currently working through it as well. I've gotten better with, uh, adding the S, but the Jesus Christ one is, that one's the hardest for me to get rid of. And I'm like, it's, it's, oh my gosh, Jesus Christ. Like, it's just my habit. And it's, if anything, it's like your, it's your modern day slang. It's your everyday words. It's breaking a part of your habit actually like if you have ever tried to break a habit it's increasingly hard to do you know it's easy to do one day two days but then you try to go like a couple weeks and you just find yourself going back to the norm because it's comfortable
3: you know what okay i just had a crazy fucking it made me chuckle to myself but instead of saying jesus christ from now on i'm gonna say Baldur's nipples just to see what people say, see, and that's the
2: that is the exact reaction I want from people. Is what I will, not, will not saying words. words. What did you just say?
1: Instead oh my goodness,
2: Balder's like, nipples. Oh my gods, Balder's nipples. bullshit.
0: He <laughs> fucking why Everybody. The thing like, uh, whom learns utters, what is happening? Like, yeah. I don't know what's happening now. Like, that's a whole <laughs> page. <band. laughs>
3: no one would know what the fuck you were talking about except for heathen.
0: Yeah. And what come I- up like, random shit to just blast at Midsummer to see if anybody catches it? <laughs> or his toenails, just like, what the fuck? You gotta trim them, bitches. Don't want to contribute to that joke. Dirty-ass
1: Nagelfar. <laughs> no it's like you know when i went to the midwest when i was in the military i picked up y'all and i haven't dropped y'all ever since and my wife was like you're not from the midwest or from the south and i'm like it's just the culture that i'm a part of so i picked up y'all like to this day i still text it and i say hey what are y'all doing and it's just a part what? of
0: my I you all like it's my job, like that's. I mean, it yeah, is. Professional communication, whatever else, and I'm from Utah. I don't know if that's that's not Midwest, but like it's.
1: I mean, uh, but, a but, but, your from but your job. But your job. So
0: it's, no, no, no.
3: Because it's, it's not just his job. It, it's a Utah thing. Kay? Utah is this weird conglomerate clusterfuck of random
2: people, and it, is it doesn't pay their keys. <laughs>
0: no. It's not a mountain. It's a mountain. It's a mountain. You go hunting in your mountains. So calm the fuck down. <laughs> exactly.
1: Oh yeah, you don't no, go you don't go hunting. Them. You go hunting. If you go
0: hunting, you're from California. You
1: from and then so you go hunting. fishing. Yeah. You go cowboying. Right. You go lassoing. Everything is an in at the end.
0: Oh, you're just saying we don't say our gs. We don't say a lot of things, but t's <laughs> is a big one for you. you know? yeah, exactly. if it's
3: one of my favorite things I've ever said is I'm military. I deal with a lot of different people from a lot of different places in the U.S. And there was somebody that was like, he said, y'all, he goes, where y'all go hunting at? And I was like, oh, up on the mountains, over by the creek, about a mile down. And he was like, what the? F-? <laughs> like, he stopped dead in his tracks. He goes, where the hell are you from? I'm like, here. I'm from here. This,
1: is,
2: this has always been home. And he was like, no. And I was like, yeah.
1: Were you what? just making fun of me? No, it's just my not happening.
2: Utah. I mean, Utah's a weird place, okay?
0: Mine was in Georgia. My, I got out a Utah in Georgia because I was... The, okay, so first of all, in the military, I was the only white guy in my fucking unit. All right. And so we're drawing out maps, right? And I'm doing my map thing. Love drawing maps. It's my job. I'm like, all right, so the mountain's are over here. And one guy goes, mountain? What do you,? And he goes, what do you say? And I'm like... The mountains, they're right here. The, the mountain ridge, right here. And he's like, say it again. I'm like, the fucking mountain ridge. What do you want from me right now? He's like, are you saying mountain? And like mountain. And he goes, let me ask you a question. I'm like, don't you ever talk to me again, first of all, Georgia. Don't ask me shit if I'm saying mountain. <laughs> he's and I'm like, no, I'm out.
2: <laughs> Y'all can go fuck off over yonder.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, so when I went to well, it was when I went to Korea and Missouri um, You know, I'm from Oregon, born and raised, I slur some of my words and then I enunciate other words. And so I sound like I'm from the West or from the South, Midwest, and then I'm also from like Minnesota.
0: That is very similar to the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. yeah. Si, senor. The senor. People say shit. I'm like... What are Uh, you?
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's like where where are you from? And I'm like, well, I'm from here. You know, I I slur some words and I enunciate on others, and you know that's how it is. How do you do?
2: My wife's dad's family is from Minnesota. I give them so
3: much shit all the time for the way they talk because they came over when we were getting married and all sorts of stuff, and we've seen them since. Their accent just irks me in a certain way. So I just, I lay into it. And I don't know if anybody watches TikToks, but there was a guy on there that made fun of Star Wars with a Minnesota accent. And uh, he would say stuff like, Darf, and shit (laughs) like that. So her grandma, I swear, to the gods, to this day, her grandmother sounds exactly like that. And it is the funniest fucking thing. So I started sending those TikToks to her and she would send them to her dad and she told him, Yeah, this is what Mark thinks our family
2: sounds like. I'm like, it's what they sound like. Well it's accurate.
1: Well, something that I made or someone told me it was um, you know, it from like Minnesota and all that area. It's not a casserole, it's a hot dish. Of-
0: Fuck does it? Listen, I've had tater tot casserole. I don't know if it was called. Oh, a tater tot hot dish. Yeah, it's remember. tater tot hot I'd dish. I had never I've never had that before until recently. And they're like, You want me to get tater tot hot dish? And I was like, Did you just ask to order me like Wendy's tater tots or some shit? Like, <laughs> what are you doing right now? And they made it and I was like, This is the most bomb shit I've ever fucking had. Wait, you've never, no. you've
1: never had a casserole?
0: It's called tater tot casserole.
1: Well, up up there, it's called a hot dish instead of casserole. I don't know <laughs> what the, I don't know what the the reasoning behind it. It was like because you don't casserole. It's a, it's literally he, a he hot dish.
0: that's a hot dish. Yeah. <laughs> hot on the bottom. <laughs> I've seen that one. That's funny as shit. <laughs>
1: So now we talked about dialects and regional discrepancies or differences between di-
0: dialects, regional accents. That it does come into self representation of culture and dynamics. You know, like I said, verbiage plays a part. Um, you can tell some people Swedish, whatever. Tell me a cool is not from that's from Iceland, has the accent comes in, starts speak, starts talking in English, and you're like, I'm going to listen to you more than Hank from Kentucky merely because of your accent and they can both be goby like oh yeah but it gives credibility when you when you have certain things into our you know to a certain degree like your beard whatever else when you have certain things it does build the credibility in a like in, in a very apparent but subconscious level as well um, when you see someone walk in in full garb, draped in fur and pelts, you're like this motherfucker, though. But it could not, it, he not He might not know anything. He got a mountain man rendezvous and just wears pelts. Like, but it gives credibility. Like it's passive uh, uh, credibility, but it is,
2: which is
3: absolutely insane. And I get what you're saying because I harp on in the school. I harp on pronunciation of certain things. And when people pronounce things wrong, it fucking sends me into a fit. And I'm probably pronouncing them wrong, but I try to do my research as best as I can. Who pronounce them correctly?
2: And I try and focus on that and learn the language at least a little bit so that my pronunciation is horrible. What do you think out
0: of that we we've dealt with so far? And I can't think one off the top of my head. It's gonna take some thinking is one of the most in our opinion because we again we might be wrong is uh the most commonly God, what, what would you say uh like mispronounced word that we deal with in like the heathen community
2: okay here's mine and you said it earlier no, gonna... oh okay that's the okay cow. The cosmic space cow People are always like, I, di- I did a bit, ble- ble- a bit, a doomla. And I'm like, nope, right? Name Abdumbla. There's a B in there.
0: Okay, I see that. That makes sense.
2: Yeah. That one and a
0: lot. That come up a lot with me, but I get to see that's very much a struggle. <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: and the runes as a whole. And that is an entirely
3: debatable topic. I will give everyone their leeway on that. People can debate
2: those, and I get it. But there are some times where it's just wrong. It just feels this, wrong.
0: This is stemming from a conversation that we had not too long ago in a class setting where not one of our students, think all of the gods and goddesses, couldn't pronounce, what was it? Fray or Fraser, like it was the most barbaric tragedy to hear him be like or oh, or something like yes. Yeah, we're there now. Yeah, yeah, Except
1: yeah.
0: yeah, like, yeah. Was Frasier, like the sitcom. It was like, um, stop.
1: It, it was your uh, the clan that you help study session.
0: Oh, I know what it was. I just didn't want to out oh, Like, oh my god, that was rough. That was rough. That now, was rough. To be fair.
2: I know this individual, I know exactly what we're talking about. I love him to death.
1: We don't we don't wanna <laughs> say
2: horribly. And
3: sometimes it's intentional and I know it's intentional, but sometimes I think he's just that dyslexic that he fucks it.
1: And it
0: fine if it just mixes it he's adding shit into it like silent g's or something like i don't know but they weren't silent to him like x's and o's i'm like i don't know if you're trying to solve a word puzzle on jeopardy or if you're trying to talk about the story we just read but stop it we're not playing and we're talking about the gods
1: (laughs) like my what irks me is when they're like yeah i don't know how to say this and then they you know they attempt and then i'm like you know, for example, Freyr or Frey. You know, I, I go by Freyr. That's just me, that's my relationship with him. And I'm like, oh, so it's in this cognition, it's Freyr or Frey. And then he still get the individual still gets it wrong.
2: Frey? I'll kill you.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, the male uh Vanier god Freig, right? Oh gosh. Oh gosh. Right, uh-huh. Oh honey.
0: Uh, I do the same thing when I do spelling, like, though. I'm a little more R. critical of spelling. Like when I spell something, when I spell Heimdall, there's an R at the end of it. Yeah, that's not the common whatever else. But there's like little nuances like that. I'm really trying to think.
1: By boulders, boulders. Falling boulders,
3: He has nipples. Abdumbla has utters.
1: No, that's if what I'm just no saying. From
0: udder, they might hey, come nipples. I'm just from seeing nipples. if you I'm
1: thing. seeing if you're. You know, staying up in the conversation. Me? Well, you know the listeners and you know, whatever.
0: Oh, we're taking taps. Um, Red Raven, have you come across something, whether recently or in the past, that is a like a mispronunciation you come across a lot of the times? Mine would have I to really be... be trying to kill time until I think of one. So please slow down and when you answer.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's mispronunciation, other than they're just not knowledgeable because. It was when I was in Korea. There's this new baby heathen. And I'm, when I say baby, I'm like a dot. And he's like, yeah, Hella." I'm like, oh, so you just watched Ragnarok, right? And he's like, yeah, I watched it last night. Norse paganism's cool. It's Hella, Thor's sister. Oh, honey.
3: Is it Hella cool?
1: <laughs> oh.
3: Bless your heart.
1: I'm about to break your fucking skull in.
3: Um, I remembered which what the word was that one of our students loved that gray guy. He was mispronouncing on Zeus.
1: Yes, ass news. ass news. And I
3: wanted to go so hard. And I hope he watches this and I hope he takes it in jest and I'm totally good with it. We knew what he was talking about. We knew where he was going and I didn't want to interrupt him because he was running on his
0: train of thought and he was doing great.
1: Yeah. So,
0: <laughs> man I don't think it's just I, learn from your mistakes, first of all. i, I hope mean he
1: going learn. <laughs> I mean, um he said he listened so you know, the individual it's pronounced aw snooze instead of ass snooze.
0: An ass news is when you all up on A the snooze. couch and you lay your hair on her ass. That's an ass snooze.
1: <laughs>
3: News is where you go to find spicy videos on the internet.
1: No, that's uh ass news is when you get done eating taco bell.
0: <laughs> that's a yeah, yeah, that's
1: an yep. ass news.
0: That's an ass breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> this just in <ran> everything out. <laughs>
3: And we don't mean to pick on our students directly because we hear it from everybody around everywhere. Whenever we talk to anybody, people pronounce things wrong. And I probably pronounce some things wrong. But it's learning from those things and going, oh, yeah, no, that makes more sense. That's the key to that. But, yeah, I agree. Getting back onto our topic of symbols and things that we do to outwardly say, yeah, we're pagan, uh, our verbiage is definitely, definitely one of them.
0: Proper proper pronunciation is a dead giveaway that you've done your research at the very least to a a degree of understanding. You don't mind understanding
1: understand it, but like, you know, the verbiage. Oh, I know another one that just came, you know, to the top of my head. It's uh, Mm -hmm. at the end of like a a prayer and everything or a a bloat or whatever it is. Skull. Skull.
0: Which it
2: has
1: its time and place. Yes, it does.
2: He's
0: not at the bar with a fucking shot glass in your hand.
1: But (laughs) if it's to, like, if it's to replace the word cheers, I see that being correct instead of, yo, brother, skull. No, no, that's a greeting. Yeah. Uh Okay. I cannot count the number of
4: times where me and White Wolf have been in a bar and I've heard somebody say that
3: shit. And me and White have we just like turned in our stool, in stools and just stared at them until they corrected themselves.
0: If or you didn't like, just hail the gods or defeat a foe, I don't want to hear it out of your mouth. So what that are you uh,
1: cheering about? What? I said, that's, that would have been my response. So what are you cheering yeah. about?
0: What are you cheering about? Like drinking? Like, no, that just says drink. Just say oh, drink.
1: So, so you're, you're acknowledging you have a drinking problem? That's a cheers drink. right there.
0: <laughs> it's just, pretty sure it's just draka for drink, so just you know use that.
2: <laughs> no, I'm curious. is that what it is? Dreka.
0: No, I is uh, German, I believe. Draka is I. I've been really bad about my Icelandic studies on purpose.
3: I pulled up the old Norse version of it, and it's dreka, D-R-E-K-K-A.
0: Okay. Whatever, Draca. Yeah, so um, I used to way better than me. Get better, Draca. On. Draca,
1: Draca, Draca. Draca. <laughs> Draca.
0: One drink, two drink, three Draca. No, um, uh, that was Count Dracula.
1: <laughs> uno Draca, two no Draca, tres Draca.
0: Fourth Draca, wake up tomorrow like oh,
2: What's that movie, Shanghai
0: Nights or whatever it is? No. Oh, that's been a while. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. They're doing the they're doing the song and they just keep drinking. Yeah. And yeah. Um.
1: Another thing, like night. it would be, you know, games. Like what games you play. Like, you know, yeah. if you're yeah. if you're, you know, you have some friends and they could see like you're recently played or something and you know, uh, playing. Crusader Kings cuz that's a like an RPG simulator type of game where you're, oh, you're playing one. as a uh a family lineage and you could be a viking um uh, uh iron bjorn sides in there that I know of it's been oh, a, cool. it's been a little bit iron
3: since I you mean Bjorn Ironside?
1: Yeah. Like I said. said I think I did said Ironside that? Bjorn. Oh, did okay. I say that?
2: No,
1: you I don't know. Me. I thought you said Bjorn Ironside. I
0: said Iron Bjorn Side? Yeah. Oh. I didn't even catch that if that's what he said. <laughs> I don't fully believe Sigrid right. right now.
1: Bjorn but... Ironside. Uh, but then you got like uh, Vanaheim. You got... I wish I could pull my Steam side. I literally
0: really good one um, that I play. and I think it's called Jotun or something like that. Yeah. yeah. That's a Very, you know, two D, very basic graphics type thing, but it's very accurate. They speak in Icelandic, and it has the translations. Uh, It chases the runes down. It's a very fun one on Xbox. That is a really fun game to play. It might be on Microsoft. No fucking
1: clue. It's on it's on 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 Steam, Steam and I've, I played (laughs) it. I played it. It's, it's a lot of fun. But then you got like uh, Foulheim, You know that survival there's uh,
0: one that i played that fucks with my head valhalla um,
1: god of war either there's the 2018 version or the the new one ragnarok
0: there's yeah. one with, when you're a girl and you travel through the realms essentially going through hell and oh,
1: it is uh, uh, hellblade hell listen that shit That's legit psychotic. you
0: put it on like turtle beaches and it plays it has thing warns at the beginning about hallucinations and hearing things, and then has, like, a hotline for it. Yo, I almost called that hotline playing that game. Like, yeah. I was twitching and shit, and, like, I took the headphones off, and, like, a day later, I'm like, like, it yeah. is so good, though. Like, I couldn't, it's so compelling. It's so good. I can't so, wait for
1: the second one to come out.
0: There's another one? I'm going to just lose my shit. <laughs> I would play it, but I have
2: three
0: kids. So, I mean, turtle beach uh, or headphones, just do that. Yeah. Um, so, but, when you but there's, on no the games, there's no time,
1: there's no time. Yeah,
0: I don't have time to play. I didn't either. know I've got just all this money and things that I can just do on my own for no reason. And yeah, but you and know, games.
1: we're living by the Havamal.
2: In what way?
1: Passing on our knowledge to her. Um, offspring i have
2: students for that
1: yeah but you know they're not gonna get as close of a connection
2: uh, okay i'll concede but uh, yeah i, Gracias, I understand,
1: both I but understand then, both but then, you I know bloodline mean. and all that stuff what do you mean bloodline
3: uh, Bloodline is a totally different thing but that's never mentioned in the hava that's a more of the sagas and
1: yeah.
2: the line of succession but yeah, but
0: I, I was going really off with just knowledge. Started saying games because I ran it back to midsummer games. Like I was like, "Yeah, like Hepatopple and Mumbly Peg and Koob, And I'm like, "Oh, we're talking about video games. That makes sense." Today. Yeah, that's where I went too, so don't feel bad.
1: I mean that too, and then um, even like just send down and you know. Finding a calm space like a campfire and embracing, you know, the solitude and the the peacefulness of outside and not having to go, 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 even though most there of us is, go, go, go 24-7.
0: There is a lot of strength in solitude, so that makes sense. No,
2: that's interesting. I like these. There's there's a lot of different ways that people express their paganism.
3: And some of it's jewelry. A lot of the more outward ones are jewelry. Um, Other things you'll see is in verbiage. But I think, honestly, the biggest
2: one, and uh, it's controversial at best to say it to an extent, but the way we treat each other. Or others, but yeah, I see that. Yeah. The, way we treat each, the, the way we treat others is this indifference.
3: And I've been asked about it before, where it was like, why are, why are these Pagans always so nice? Why are you guys why are North Pagans always so kind to each other? And I'm like, well,
2: in all honesty, it's because if you say the wrong thing in front of the wrong person, your skull might get split.
0: Well, I was say to say, like, they're nice until you give them a reason not to.
3: And I think that's what it is, but you'll notice a lot of the
2: time in deeper conversations when we're out and about with people, we're kinder than most. We, and Like I said,
3: take this for what you will, but this is what I've noticed, is to servers in a restaurant, we will be almost overly kind to a point. Pleases, thank yous, generosity, oh, don't worry about it, I understand what you're going through, you, you just do your thing, get back to me when you can. And maybe that's just my personal practice. Maybe that's just what I try and do. But I've noticed when I'm out with other ketans, that's a standard for us. Where we accept others as who they are and not a demanding nature. Now, I'm sure there's exceptions to this. I'm sure there's all these other things, but that's another thing that I've noticed is the way we treat others.
0: And we kind of talked about before is where we're from, what we do, things like that. I, and, you know, to everybody's defense, everybody can be nice. Everyone can be nice, I mean, they are. Uh, my family is fantastic. They're all very Christian. They do their thing. Uh, but for the most part, it doesn't matter where you're from, what you're doing. A lot of the times in my most common recre- interactions with heathens, you hear sir and ma'am like they're from the South, and they've never been to the South in their fucking life. Um, it's more of a respective tone. It's yes, ma'am, no, sir, whatever else. Um, to to similar to point, like to servers and like that, there's a lot. I feel, and there's also asshole heathens out there that are just jackass, brosaw, true morons. But um, you know, it's both sides of the coin. But I see more common than not a very generous. If you ever identify me in a in a restaurant and you're the server, wait on me because I will overtip because I don't know how to handle money and I don't care. So I overtip like crazy. So and it's nothing new to be like I'm gonna do this. It's just like, oh, this seems right. And they're like, that's a lot more than you should. Have done. Yeah, I'm like, eh. I,
1: you just spent eight dollars on a cup of coffee and you tip twenty dollars. Thank you.
0: Yeah, I did. I, I mean, I don't. I've gotten close to tipping the amount. I haven't done it yet. Um, the other day I got charged like. I don't know. It was like twenty bucks, and I gave him like twelve bucks in tips because it was a small amount, like twelve bucks. literally like three bucks. That's fucked up. And so I gave him like what I hadn't felt comfortable with, and it was you know more than half of it, which they didn't do much, but they're there making the industry run, making me happy, and being available. So I don't know why not.
1: Yeah, that's a that's something that I see. It's you know we're kind to, and you know as White wolf said. You know, there's assholes out there in every community, but, you know, there's always bad apples. But the good 95% of us are, you know, we're kind to the people that are needed to be kind or they, I'm trying to word it and I'm just saying words at this point, but it's you're kind to people until they give you a reason not to. And like, I always leave a tip. And then, you know, on the... For a couple times when there's, when I went out to restaurants, I didn't, I gave like as a horrible tip because they were a horrible server and they gave zero. They didn't do their job. They didn't give us good hospitality. And it's like, you want to be good to the people serving you or you're the, the host of the house. You want to be good to the people coming to your house and everything you want to. Put your best foot forward, but at the same time, you're like, come on, man, just act better. And, you know. So,
0: yeah. J- just recently, I, you know, interacted with a new group that I've never met before, didn't know how it was going to be treated, didn't even know how it was going to be welcomed, right? Thought, okay, I'm going to cover my bases. I want to have something to not be like, hey, I'm here now, like some, I don't know, jackets. So, I wine, a six pack, and they were all featured or themed around where they're from what their culture is things like that and i'm like i'm probably gonna hit miss the mark on this but to me this is trying this is an effort place forward i have given bad tips it takes a lot for me to give a bad tip but i've done it i have been like fuck you with like a dollar and even then i'm like that's too much and but it takes a lot it takes some jackass on his first or last day that doesn't care that is gonna get that kind of thing so yeah we definitely see it forward i don't know if it's an overcompensation on my end on seeing a lot of things that happen in the world that misrepresent my culture my spiritual beliefs whatever else and i'm paying it forward or if it's just simply the way i was raised in my nature but yeah it's definitely something we we show gratitude tenfold because we want that back you know we we don't do things for the gratitude or for their respect but we see it in turn we're like hell yeah you're doing it let's go
3: yeah,
2: and that's, the, I guess that's the biggest piece is we will reciprocate everything. Um, if it's bad service, bad it's, it's that reciprocation of we, as pagans, from
3: my understanding, from what I've personally seen, other people may have entirely different
2: concepts, but I will reciprocate energy right back. If you're going to be an ass, I'm going to be an ass. But I'll go into that situation showing respect, and that's what I teach my kids is respect everyone until they disrespect you, and then feed it right back.
0: I think that's important important because a lot of heathens, especially nowadays, think they need to show off prowess or escalate when something's wrong, and it's not. It should be equal fault. Um, We'll get into runes a lot of times, but to me, it's what Saz is. You're a Thornbush, You don't attack, but you push as much resistance as it pushes to you. You know that kind of a concept is like don't, and also don't waste your energy on somebody that isn't worth it. If you're putting more effort into defeating them, like you know, I'm not saying like physical altercation, but like even an argument. If you're overthinking and overdoing them, one you already know you've won in your mind, so who cares? Two, if they can reciprocate of something that's inte- intellectual, you've already won. And three, you're wasting your energy into something that could be more productive in literally anywhere else in the world, whether it's yourself, your family, your community, the person sitting next to you also drinking, like who cares? Um, so I think that's a big point. Is like, yeah, when they push you, push back, but don't like hit them with a rock, like. <laughs> Now
3: that brings up an interesting topic and we're way off the topic of what this call is supposed to be, but who
0: gives a shit? (laughs) Um, Self-defense weapons can be a ways of identifying our culture.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's another thing is, you know, living by the Alamo, you know, you know, gift for a gift. That's what I was going to bring up was that's sounding like a gift for a gift, whether it's a shitty gift and you're going to get a shitty gift right back.
3: Yeah. There's also, if we're talking about self-defense, a lot of pagans now, not to be mistaken with rednecks. A lot of pagans will carry a blade of some kind on them, and that is directly out of the Havelm. When you go to travel, you carry a spear or a sword or whatever the translation says. That stand is always in there. What the weapon is or what that defense strategy is is changes indefinitely on what it is.
0: No, I, I really like. I think no, I can find it in the Hollander version. I really like that. That that. Past so keep going. Sorry,
3: because I've actually brought that up. And in the military, fun fact most military members do not carry a firearm all day, every day. For those of you that believe we do, we don't. Um, but I brought it up one time because I work with the Chapel Corps pretty closely as a go I run around with them and help out where I can. But I brought it up to them,
2: I was like, you know what. I wonder if there's an accommodation to make for me to be able to carry a firearm on duty just while I'm in uniform
3: based on religious standpoint. And I brought it up to them. and They're like, yeah, that's probably never going to happen. And I was like, come on, man. But I tried to I cited the Hothmal and even pulled it up. And I took a copy of the Hothmal that they actually had, which was super cool. They had it on their like little free shelf of books that were dope. And I pulled it up That's and I it up, and I'm like, look, it says it right here. This is, this is our book. This is one of our biggest standpoints on what we believe and how we should act.
2: And it's right here. So if one of you has a stanza, go for it. Cool. Neither of them have the fucking stanza. I no, have... I thought I found one, but it's not. Right. <laughs> uh,
3: but yeah, I pulled it up and they were like, well, you have justification and da, da, da. But yeah. Fun fact: Most of the military does not carry a firearm. We have security forces or NPs that do
2: all day, every day, no matter where they are. Um, but yeah, yeah, fun stuff. I'm just gonna sit here and wait for one of them to talk.
0: You no, know, and to your point, uh, and kind of what I would, you know, everyone should have a self-defense of some kind. Um, I don't have any firearms in where I live, um, but I do have jugs and gaggle of blades um and it's not like oh i just have like an axe like i go axe on regularly i do have these recreational things to hone my skills in this in these circumstances because the last thing you want to do is look like a jackass in a home invasion and you're holding a hatchet you don't have the fuck to do with it and then you get shot anyway because they have a fucking gun but like it i don't have firearms in my home but i have a lot of blades i have my bow and arrow which obviously are wildly impractical i use them for hunting but there's no way i'm getting it under my bed out of the case knocking it pulling it shooting. it's a compound never happened um, so i have a little bit faster resources to that um, but regardless of what you have or do um, whether you're you know just kind of nerding it out with a bunch of you know replica blades on your walls or whatever else I would suggest getting at least one real one, not sword wise, but something and learning how to use it not just having it. Like, you know, you can have, you can have a gun and not have any idea how to clean it, turn a safety on or off or whatever else. So I think a big part of, I think a part of what our culture is, is honing our disciplines. Uh, Now, everybody does that to a certain degree, spiritually or whatever else. I do believe that with ours, because it's seen as more of an aggressor type, because it's mostly based around some type of weaponry of any kind, but you notice that like most, not all at all in any way, shape, or form, but a good majority of heathens and or people that have that discipline are disciplined in it and practice it daily. This is like my family with hunting. We all they're redneck as shit. Like they know their crap. We, I, when I went into the military, I could already disassemble, reassemble in under a minute. Like it was done. There wasn't even a question on my mind. Like we'd file down each other's firing pins just for funsies. But like we knew our shit, and it's something that's like if you have this in your house or around you. You're doing yourself a disservice in your family by not learning how to properly wield, use, or enact with this, this item, whether it's a weapon or whatever else, which
1: we just call knives, tools
0: because you know, whatever. Uh, yeah. But it's a good part.
1: So uh, the Lee Hollander version stands at 38 and it's generally going to be stands at 38 for every a uh, translation of the Havamal, but uh, for this one you have from his weapons away no one should ever stir one step on the field for no one knows when need might have on a sudden a man of his sword if you don't un- understand old english i have the modern day english right here and i will say it um never go even a single step without a weapon at your side you never know when you you might find yourself in need of a spear
3: so in even further layman's terms because most americans
2: have heard this saying better to have it and not need it than to need it and not
0: have. but let's up a good aspect um this isn't just like th- this particular uh, concept is a lot deeper than having a knife or having a gun imagine as a displeasure job you're an attorney and you go into a courtroom are you going in armed with the knowledge to combat a foe that has the same or do you literally have like a, a GAT on your fucking side because that ain't gonna happen right so technically you're unarmed but you're armed with the knowledge that someone's there to protect you're there to do this like as, as a like, when i say that i mean like someone's actually armed as security whatever else, but you're going in armed, out of the house, armed with knowledge, confidence, preparation, and fortitude, knowing that what you're going to do is the best of your ability, and you are willing and able to combat those that argue against you. This is a very big heathen thing in this sense that it's a requirement. If you want to be like, I'm a heathen, derp and derp, you better be ready for the flack that you walk out in that door and catch from the rest of the world. Not saying you need to combat it or beat it, but you need to be able to know and have confidence in yourself and your abilities to say, if someone comes to you and starts talking shit, one, you're not going to lose your cool, but two, you're going to know your way around it. So that, to me, is arming yourself with knowledge. Having that kind of practitioner sensibility of saying, oh, yeah, it's a Mjolnir. And you're like, yep, it sure is. And they're like, so you like Marvel? You're like, I guess I do like Marvel as well, but that's not what it's for. And like being prepared for these conversations of like oh here we go or like if they're antagonizing you how to work around it to harness the have them all and know what you should or shouldn't do is from a societal norm until a certain degree i think that passage is never leave unarmed meaning never leave prepared to defend yourself in any aspect not just in a battle aspect of physical altercation
1: like how you said that it's a lot of people take the verbs and the verbiage and, you know, the stanzas literally and not how it could be applied in their everyday life. I think that's, you know, something that's not appreciated enough or thought of enough. It's like when people talk about this specific stanza, it's, you know, always stay armed. Well, you know, You know, for your example, a lawyer can't go armed to the extent of, you know, carrying a weapon because you can't carry a weapon into a courthouse because that's a federal crime. Or, um, you know, if you're in prison, jail or whatever, you're staying, you're equipped to defend yourself. That's kind of where I see that specific standard. It's defend yourself, defend your family, defend anyone that needs defending against the oppressors or the enemy. That's how I see it. And, you know, it's... Everything can be twisted to a way to... uh, This is horrible, but to fit your agenda. And that's, That's, that's where the... You know, the white supremacists and all that, they twist it to get their agenda, but... In this sense, this is a positive twist, not a negative twist.
0: I'll be the first one to say, like, when I first exploring heathenry on my own, alone, again, no one else, I thought I was the only fucking human in Utah that believed in more than one God. And, and I didn't know how to handle it. I knew what I was doing. I was reading everything and anything to get my hands on, right? Good, bad. I didn't know the difference. I was just absorbing information and it took me on a really dark path and it got me into a lot of trouble like it took me from being the ability to you know worship and do as i free to literally incarcerated you don't have a choice here's your schedule and you're like well shit and it was through this exploration that i learned my limits uh what i should do i shouldn't do the cultural societal norms limits the spiritual side of it like it, it was a huge eye-opener for me to see I not ever recommend it i recommend finding someone that has done this or does this regularly as a gothi or a spiritual leader to guide you down that path is i went deep quick because i didn't know the difference and i was like this must be it this feels right i'm going hard 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 and then i went too far and it landed me in a lot of trouble and full well deserved it it was awful experience for everyone involved um But for me, it was a big learning curve. Like, you know, uh, I wasn't prepared to take what I knew on the road, essentially. Like, I wasn't mentally mature enough or spiritually mature enough to say, I'm going to go represent my community in the best way I can. Now, I was drunk. I was like, fuck you, skull, and went nuts. So that was bad. But (laughs) don't recommend it.
1: I think that's why most people in, like, our community and everything, they try to you know act in a positive sense and a friendly sense is because we're so small that some individuals this could be their only encounter with a Norse pagan specifically a Norse pagan not pagan in general but if they get a bad taste in the in their mouth they'll be like okay well all Norse pagans are like this cuz it's you know the first impression kind of sense and that's why if not all of us are friendly to an extent if you give us a reason not to be friendly
0: i was also told that they'd never my the people that i was with who know my whole life up to that point had never seen me more polite or like militaristic until i was in cuffs in a booking in jail and they're like he's just standing there hands behind right his back you know yes sir no sir well, you know, not, they're like, you were the nicest I've ever seen them, I'm like, yeah, I fucked up and it's not their fault, it's my fault so I'm just trying to be a good person at this point <laughs> like, which at that
2: point I couldn't have looked like a good person anyway, so whatever yeah that's fair though I mean it, and it's, it's true because when I went into BMT for the military I went in already pagan um. so I obviously had and I was a young pagan at the time relatively and I went in hot-headed as shit
3: I am ashamed to say I'm one of those people that was like yeah I'll fight an MTI that's fine I'll fuck them up no you know, don't do that that's a terrible decision in all regards because there are eight of them waiting in the wings to literally destroy you if you get out of hand
1: but don't, don't don don shark attack
3: yes shark attacks those are a lot those aren't allowed um
1: they sure are funny though
3: they're funny to watch yeah they're not allowed to shark attack people anymore
0: did you not know that well, i was brought in on a cattle cat or in a cattle guard a cattle, guard, a cattle truck Little literally started happening, there was still hay and manure and they came in and blasted us if we touched them leaving the only entrance that was the end of our life, basically.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. No. back in the 1600s.
0: Yeah, in the 1600s, yeah, we were packing our well, we were packing our balls <laughs> and our chest now. So we got our ramrods and we're licking the shit and getting there, but like them motherfucking no, fuck
3: <laughs> no. And I, I remember going into it like that, and then I quickly realized that it had to be better than that. And if I was part of a warrior culture, which Norse Paganism is, and there's no discounting that. We are a warrior-type culture
2: through and through. I had to be better than to be the asshole that would try and fight that system. I had to be, because I had a point to prove. So that was, that was a different thing. Um, very interesting to enter that arena with, and it stuck with me. Um...
3: I've risen fairly quickly through the rank structure. I've done my job. I do my job every day. I'm respectful to a fault sometimes, but however, and I will, ass- I will attribute this to religious knowledge
2: and religious background. When I find ground to stand on, and I'm not going to move, I don't. And that's actually gained me more respect than being a leaf in the wind um And just being pushed
3: along. So there, there's a lot of different ways that that plays out, and I will attribute that to Norse paganism and my gothy path and understanding different things. But yeah, totally different side topic. Oh,
1: can can yeah. agree with that 100. I'm I'm right there with you.
3: It's so different being in that position, like it's, and especially being the only one on a base for a little while. And being totally alone, at least in Norse paganism, I know there's a lot of pagans in the military, across all different walks of paganism. Yeah, but being only Norse paganism on a base, Norse pagan on a base, can be brutal, especially in, it, not just military wise, but the only Norse pagan in your area, the only one that you know about, because I'll say it, the
2: Bible Belt is a hot spot for closet pagans. Yep. It's rough down there. Closet, a lot of things?
3: Closet pagans, man. Well, yeah, closet, a lot of different... Yeah, yeah, that's
1: (laughs) It's a lot of closets in the Bible Belt. (laughs) I mean, that's... You said something that I wanted to just hammer home. Um, we, We find our beliefs, and we don't back away. And we hold our ground. We hold what we find is true. Um mine is very similar to yours uh when i was in the military we had, i had this big decision that i had to make and i had a f- couple people within my section that were like oh yeah i'm right there with you and it came down to discipline reaction and i was the only one left and they're like yep. everyone congratulated me i was like i honestly i don't think this is right but i don't want to risk my future i'm like in my head it's if i blow into the wind what does that say to my kid like that's how i see it as it's how how can they be proud of me for being a pushover that's how I see it. It's, I don't stand up for what I believe in. I don't stand up for what I think is right. I don't, if I just, you know, I fold, how is that a good role model? Yeah, you know, you be a chameleon and that's a skill in a whole aspect. But I think being sturdy enough to not move than being a chameleon is more impressive.
2: And.
3: I know exactly the situation you're talking about. I think we're talking about the same thing.
1: See, si, senor, without actually saying it.
3: Yeah, because that sparks a whole thing. But, no, it was difficult. I actually had a fellow Norse pagan that said we were in it together all the way through. Looked each other in the eyes one night and said, we're sticking together through this whole fucking
2: thing, and we're never going to break that apart, and this is this is what we're doing, this is where we're going. And he played, he went and did exactly what we said we weren't going to do. And I'm not going to lie, that hurt more than anything else to me. But I stuck it through and I've actually gotten the compliments
3: for it. I've gotten people walking up to me and saying, I heard that you're one of the few that pushed back and held to it. And I was like, yeah i'm one of those people and they're like congratulations man that's freaking awesome good work like good for you i'm glad you had the conviction to stick it through and i will 100 100 110 percent
2: attribute that to my religious path and giving me that i'm gonna say it honestly that backbone myself on the line to put everything on the line for something that i believe which i took directly out of the hava which is when you see evil speak out against it and i held my shit,
3: and i have never and i know you were in the same boat and i have so much pride in that moment of nope i'm not gonna bend i'm not gonna break i'm gonna hold to this and i'm not letting go and that was, it was amazing to see fellow North pagans and just fellow service members in general with the military stick to that.
1: Yeah, that that's my thing is follow, fellow service members, you know, we're polytheistic in nature and, you know, we're never going to say Christians believe in the false god. No, they believe in their own deity. They believe in their own path. And that's amazing for them. And seeing fellow service members have the backbone when the the leader of their religious community says no, this is how it is, and they're like, no, but this is this is how God is saying it. Because you are the leader does not mean you are higher than God in that context. And in I that- think I think I don't think I've ever told you this, but uh, Siviter, I'm extremely proud and happy of what you've done because in a sense you are stronger than me in that sense. And I think you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's, you know, I got kicked out because of I'm damaged and all this. And, you know, for my self-preservation, I was kicked out. But you're still in, you're still serving. You're still trying to up uh, serve that commitment that you swore an oath to. And I just want to say I'm proud of you for that, because Thanks, you're man. you're stronger than damn near 99.9 percent of the population.
0: That includes me, man. I I got I got fucked up and was still offered to stay in. And I took the out. Honestly, it was. This is gonna sound like i a thousand still. That was before your guys' time. Fuck you. But it, like, whoa, well, was. <laughs> it was it was like it really was. Like I wasn't. I did not deal with the shit you guys deal with now but i deal with other shit as well it was way more physical then um but i was i was hurt to the degree where i couldn't do the job that i was trained to do right and they even said hey like we'll keep you in um we're going to change your job description which is an mos in the army and i'm like okay what job and they mentioned the job and i said i will take that medical leave and goodbye sir because it sounded like pure hell to me <laughs> but it was the fact that I could have stuck in it, it would have been a different experience, different job titles, different experience or training. But you know, you stuck with it regardless of your, your problems. Like you deal with a lot more shit than I had to deal with politically. And I dealt with a lot of physical shit, but like it was nothing one or the other, but you're still in it. You're still going. And as much as you, say one way or the other i mean it's providing it's providing for your family for yourself and it's making the life so it's pretty cool it is i really respect shit um a couple of our students are still in too and i i don't know what the fuck y'all are still in but i respect the hell out of it
3: i will say this thank you guys for that i i genuinely appreciate that a lot that support in that way and i just want to give out a shout out to all the other guys all the other Norse pagans all the other people that speak to their fucking guns in our armed services here in the u.s and around the world i don't care where you're at props to you for sticking to your shit and having a backbone in today's world good work
2: go heart, a i'm
3: in the same boat man I am right there with you. I am trying my best to stay afloat and keep this thing moving. But holy hell, some people have been through the ringer over the last few years. And I am genuinely proud to call y'all brothers and friends and brothers and sisters in arms and all of that woo-hoo, <laughs> hoorah, rah, bullshit. It's fucking awesome. I love you guys. But I genuinely appreciate you guys saying that. That means a lot to me because that shit was rough for a couple of years. And now luckily it's leveled out. I'm still getting out. Deuce of military. <laughs> uh, love you guys, but my contract's ending and I'm not doing it again. So.
1: Yeah, that's, you know, out of us three, you're the only one that is serving their full commitment. And that's not to say anyone that got out via medical, via disabled or disability or anything like that. Like, I want to say it was like episode two or whatever where, you know, I talked about my horrific time in the military and, you know, my scars that I'm still dealing with. You know, that's that's something that the individual has to think about. And I want to leave that as a positive note instead of going down dark because we're nearing the end. And I want to say this is the perfect time and the appropriate time to say skull.
2: Hiking the ride, yeah. Skull. skull, skull. The brothers and sisters in arms, until so Ragnarok comes and takes us all. Hail to y'all!
1: And on that note, we appreciate you guys being with us for this extended period of time, and we can't wait to see you in the future. Whether it's at the physical location of New Uppsala. Or we service you in some other way as, uh, okay, keep, keep it PG wherever your mind's going. We're Gothar. We're not sex workers. <laughs> um, and we're here for y'all in every capacity religiously. And we'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Bye.
2: Bye. Okay.